welcome to the Young Vagabond Podcast, man. Where we talk about enduring the journey of life through truth and love. We're back again. <laughs> Cannot believe it. Yes, sir. God has been good. Um, yes, the support has been crazy. Thanks. Uh, you know, like we said, uh, we are not checking the stats, so I'm not sure how many people of y'all watched it, but just from amount of, the amount of sweet messages I know I got, and I know that you got, yes. um, we're just so beyond blessed um, just to be here. Um, and we didn't even, like, I totally forgot, and you totally forgot, like, to even tell y'all to subscribe or to share or to do any of that, <laughs> and y'all still blew it up. Yes. Um, like, <laughs> I have people listen to it I don't even remember telling it about, but they were still tuning in, still sending me sweet text messages, yeah. um, which, by the way, please, if you haven't subscribed, um, follow um, if you're watching on Spotify or, or listening on Spotify or Apple Music. Follow the page, uh, follow our Instagram Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like it, share it with some other people if it hits you. Uh, we just started posting clips too, so uh, if you get a clip and you know you like the clip, share it with somebody else because um, maybe it can impact them. Or you know, post it on your story because you know it helps us. I believe it can help other people Thanks. and and stuff like that. So yeah, we're back. Yes, sir. Man, how you been, bro? Man, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been, uh, you know, like uh, it's been a tough past two weeks. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like it's been, it's been a blessing for sure. Um, Like just all the support that we've gotten through this podcast, but definitely these past two weeks, there's been a lot of personal uh, just issues that just have made it a a tough, a tough week. And so, actually, this topic that we're gonna talk about today, which is intentionality, I think it's it's really, really big. um, Thanks. Because you know intentionality like is there's been a lot of intentionality that's been required to get through this but what about you How, how's your week been i feel you bro you know like we do a lot of life together yeah. so um been right there with you bro yeah. i've been all right you know what i'm saying but like these past two weeks they they've been a trip they <laughs> they sure have you know what i'm saying they sure have and uh you know just like like i said acquired attention you know yesterday we shared a, like a really beautiful moment um because we um through the advice of our producer, he is on the side with shout out Travis. We love you, Travis. <laughs> like always. Um, and another friend of our ver- friend of ours, Verge. Yeah. Um, we kinda took a minute to just take a step back and instead of trying to do everything, um, and even with the stuff that we were like doing were relatively good. I mean, we were reading our Bibles and, mm-hmm. you know, spending time praising, worshiping the Lord. Um, we decided to take a step back and we went to the, uh, the lake that our uh, campus has. Um, and we just, for like a good, it was like an hour, right? Yeah. It was like really long, like yeah. hour and a half. It was a good minute. Yeah. A good little bit. Yeah. Um, we just sat there, um, no words spoken to each other, no word, no words spoken, um, to the Lord, no worship music, none of that. Just being for an hour, just silence, just sitting there. And it was, uh, just so crucial, yes. I think to why we're able to come here today and, and with a lot of joy, be able to deliver some content, and some wisdom to you because, you know, like I said, we were, I, I know for me, it's been really, really tough these past two weeks just with some personal stuff I'm dealing with. And so it's left me really discouraged. And I was kind of like in this place of almost like despair for a little bit. Um, and just sitting there and intentionally resting and being in the presence of God, not saying anything, just listening and, and being in that presence, that intentionality, I think, has been huge and how I now am able to walk out here today and deliver, um, just do this podcast episode. Cause I, I would, I would be honest with you. Like my heart wouldn't really be in it. It hadn't it not been for yesterday. Yeah. So I don't know. You, you can kind of speak to how your experience was too. No, that's, I definitely agree with you, bro. Like taking that time to be intentional, to just sit still and rest in the moment is so big because not only did that refresh us as a whole, but like we walked away with all different like revelations and things that we felt like the Lord was speaking to us. So, man, if you have the time, make the time. Like, mm. yeah, make the time to be intentional with the Lord and just sit there and be still. Cause it's so easy to get caught up in like the things of the day. Like, we got to do this, we got to do that. But like, make sure that you're being intentional with like listening to Him. Because at the end of the day, like that's that's our source. Like that's what's gonna sustain us. Not like all of these things that we've done. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know, that's good. Like making time. Cause I mean, like when you think like you make time for the things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what should be important to you is 
staying in a stable state. And Thanks. if we're always doing, like, it, it kind of came to me, like, we're, we're human beings, not human doings, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Thanks. Like, uh, we're not always called to be doing stuff. Sometimes we're just supposed to be. And, like, mm-hmm. this morning I woke up and I, I, I did made sure I did that. I just sat for the first five minutes and just chilled um, and just kind of focused on breathing, focused on myself, like, and, and focused on that time with the Lord, not trying to do anything performative or, and, and like, not to say that, like, reading your Bible and worshiping the Lord is not good, because after I did that, I, like, I went and I worshiped and mm-hmm. I did all of those things, because those are important, too. I, I believe those things are important, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had a good friend tell me this one time. You can't um, be mad that the Lord's not speaking to you if you're not giving him time to speak mm. to you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, like when you're in a relationship with anyone, it would be crazy if I just talked to you all the time Thanks. and then I just never let you say anything back. And after I finished like ranting or asking for whatever, I was like, okay, bye. Just and let's... I just walked away. Yeah. And like oftentimes we do that with God where we'll, um, we'll submit all our requests and we'll, we'll do all the praise and we'll do all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we won't allow him or the Holy Spirit to come back and speak to us and then we'll just walk away. And like... You can't do life like that yeah. because if you're always just trying to do the next thing, doing the next thing, doing the next thing, you're going to find yourself in a state of burnout and mm-hmm. then you're going to end up like, why do I feel like this? Why are these thoughts, having all these negative thoughts, why am I going back to bad habits? Yeah. Because you're not giving yourself time um, and space to be like intentional about um, resting um, and just being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like... <clears throat> Actually, me, I took some time to do the same thing, like just sit still and be quiet. And I kind of, I feel like the Holy Spirit gave me these three little points. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of ask your uh, opinion on this first one. It's uh, finding where your feet are. Mm. So, like, how do you feel about thinking, like, where you are in this moment in terms of intentionality? I think it's it's like um, I had a friend of mine, Darren, yesterday we were talking because I was kind of just explaining all the stuff I've been dealing with it, uh, dealing with. And he, like, one great thing, he was like, just take a moment to just like control your breathing, like feel your feet, feel your hands, mm-hmm. like remind yourself that you like you can't control outside circumstances. Um, no matter how much you want to, you can't. But what you can control is how you feel internally, um, or how you react internally. You can't like necessarily control how you feel, but you can control how you react mm-hmm. to those feelings. You can either let those feelings get the best of you or not. And when you um, kind of take that second, like going back to just being, you know, feel your fingers, feel your hands. Um, feel your feet uh, you're giving yourself a chance to like kind of like find where your feet are mm-hmm. find like where you are in this space and that moment just uh, remember like that you, I, I don't want to use the word like you're in control but like you are in control and how you're going to react to a situation exactly you can either you know tap into like the Lord or you can tap into your flesh um, and like when I say flesh I mean it's like your inward kind of like bad desires um, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like what I would say towards that, because um, I, I know you had, you had talked about like a breathing exercise yeah, that yeah. you were, were doing. So um, um, about the nibula or something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my uh, my therapist told me about mm-hmm. this. She said breathing fours. So basically, you inhale for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, and then let it out. So the reason you do that is because like, Stuart explained it a lot better than <laughs> I could. But um, shout out Stuart. Thanks. But basically, like. This controls like the fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. And this controls your logic. So when you breathe in like that, it disengages this and makes your logic kick back on. Because right. like, you know, when we get into those moments where we feel pressure or we feel like chaos, we fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You know, like how can I get out of this? How can I escape this? But like when we breathe and we find where where our feet are, like when we embrace the season that we're in, the moment mm-hmm. that we're in, that's when we realize that like you know what, like there is a way out of this. There's yeah. a way that I can move. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, I like that embracing the season that you're in. Yes. I think a lot of times um, we try to, I mean, like, I I get like this a lot. And, like, when we were talking yesterday, mm-hmm. we find ourselves in some uncomfortable seasons of life where you're just going through some stuff, um, whether it be, like, change in relationship, death and family, um, some circumstances that you don't particularly like. Um, and we try to rush out of that season because it's uncomfortable. And But when mm-hmm. we learn to embrace the season that we're in, we can find the joy and the growth that comes out of the season. Because, like, I'm growing um, because of this season. I'm still seeing some things about myself that I need to work on, exactly. some habits that I tap back into. Yeah. 
um, or uh, some thought patterns that I had that are not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't be able to see that had I not been kind of in this period. Because, you know, like from the conversation that we had, like some conviction came out of it. Like, because there was some yes. behaviors um, that were just like, you know, like I, we were kind of talking where mm -hmm. I was I was trying to will some things into existence. And I, you yeah. know, kind of had to be like, some truth spoken to me, like, I'm not God. I can't will anything into existence. I mm -hmm. can only just operate in the obedience that I'm supposed to operate in and let God do the rest. Um, and when I start trying to kind of mm. play God in that se season, mm. you end up, I ended up exhausted. I ended up just feeling awful and negative all the time. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm going to finna try to break this down. So I was watching this sermon the other day, and it's a pre pastor, Greg, Craig Groeschel. Mm. And his quote, he said, stop trying and start training. Mm. And like, bro, I feel like we get caught up in a lot of I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But like, peep this. It says, trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. Training is a wholehearted commitment to bring about a specific result. Mm. So like, That's a bar. bro, there's so many times where like, we get caught up in, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But like, that gives room for us to like just give in and give up. Yeah. But like we have to be intentional with the choice of like, you know what? Like this is a place of development and I'm not gonna die here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, bruh. This is a place of development. I'm not gonna die here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to think that like we're in a in a space that like like when it's tough that we're gonna die. Mm -hmm. Because like all we're looking at is kinda like the natural. Like even like I, I keep going back <laughs> to yesterday just because like yesterday was like a huge change as far as like yeah. the season that I'm in. But like I, I was just like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I know like in my mind that things are going to get better, but like mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that I feel like this is, this is it. Yeah. Um, and that like, I'm, you know, like it's not physically speaking, but like spiritually I'm about to die at this or emotionally speaking, I'm about to die at this, um, this hill. But it's like recognizing that, like, even though you're not in control, you know who is in control, mm -hmm. um, and you can take comfort in that, or like I take comfort in that um, because trying to walk this alone or or like walk this not knowing who's in control, and so mm -hmm. therefore you think you have to be in control, like you find yourself just so exhausted from it. Yeah, and then like going back to the point of finding like finding where your feet are, like you just said something about uh, this season has been uncomfortable. And like, bro, training isn't pretty, mm. but the results are beautiful. Right. So like, you got to think about it, bro. Like, it hurts to go to the gym. It hurts to tear those muscles. It hurts to lift weights. Yeah. But like, the results are beautiful. Right. Everybody wants to be big and swole, but like, you got to put in work to get there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you just got to be intentional with how like, you get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. So like, uh, basically... Some things that I feel like the, the Lord was speaking to me when we were kind of going to this topic of intentionality. We've kind of like touched base on it, but like I think it's important to break down what intentionality looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, um, what I wrote for me is that for me, intentionality is broken up into three different sectors. So, you have intentionality in spirit, intentionality in mind, and intentionality in actions. Mm. And it's a roadmap. You cannot get to intentionality and actions if you don't have intentionality in mind. You cannot get into intentionality in mind if you don't have intentionality in spirit. And that's kind of like an abstract concept um, to start off. But like when we look at that, um, like so first off, when we look at like intentionality and spirit, I like I use spirit, but it's more like mindset. Mm -hmm. But spirit sounds a little bit nicer, you know. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> for the points, but like. Um, it's like it, I, I kind of got it from this verse, Philippians 2, um, 3 through 5, which is do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look uh, not to his own interest, but rather to the interest of other. Adopt, this is the important part, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. And so like attitude kind of in this sense means like spirit because it, and spirit kind of goes into that mindset because intentionality starts with the way that you view the world, the way that your mindset is set. Mm -hmm. If you kind of have this, like people who went to my school, it's kind of a joke, but like <laughs> there's, um, you may have heard of it, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I don't know if you've ever heard I of that. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, our school, uh, 
was OD about that. So they had like 30 PowerPoint presentations that we had, we had to read a whole book on it. Yes, so no, no one really likes that. But like the, the actual concept itself is really powerful because if you believe things can't change, then you will act like things can't change. Mm. If you believe things can change, you will act like things are going to change. I see you smiling. Because <laughs> you know what's crazy? What's crazy? Same pastor, he said, you do what you do because of what you think of me. Mm. Ooh, he rhymed it too. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you do because of what you think of you. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's really big because yeah. like I said, you can't, if you don't believe that things are going to be different, if you don't believe you can be different, you're not going to act no matter what accountability things you put in place, no matter what plans you start. If you don't think, if you think I'm always going to be out of shape, you're always going to be out of shape. If you think I'm never going to break this addiction, you're never going to break that addiction because you don't even believe. And so it starts with a heart posture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like um, I kind of related it back to Jesus or I felt a Lord was kind of relating it back to Jesus is because Jesus understood time and place. Like John 2, 4, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not come yet. So he understood time and place. Mm-hmm. He had 12 disciples that he invested a lot of time into. Exactly. Um, like one of the things like, because I, I like Christian apologetics. Mm-hmm. And one of the kind of the arguments that like some Christian apologists will make um, is that one of the ways that you can kind of argue um, the validity of Christianity is just how uncharacteristically like non-Jewish it is. Like mm-hmm. the concept of like resurrection is not a very Jewish Mm-hmm. Concept and this is like off of memory, so this may not be uh, perfect. So don't quote me on any of this stuff. This Please don't write any angry comments about. It. Anyway, <laughs> don't need no keyboard warriors, as Tim Ross <laughs> will put it. Um, but uh, anyways, um, like it's kind of an uncharacter, like the whole uh, way Christianity is. Some of it is just not what you would not expect to form out of like Jewish. Mm-hmm. culture and Jewish religion. Yeah. Um, and like what one of the things that I think the reason that Christianity was able to thrive despite all of the things that you would see against it, the fact that like the culture it grew really popular in isn't that ex- wouldn't be that receptive toward it toward it. It was under a lot of pressure from Roman like political pressure from like R- Roman governments and persecution. But I think one of the reasons it grew so much is the intentionality that Jesus invested into his disciples. And so when he left his disciples, um, they were so invested in that they were able to go boldly preach the gospel in the face of a lot of danger, a lot of cultural adversity, Mm -hmm. political adversity, um, violence, all that stuff. And that started with that intentionality of wanting to invest in relationships. And so like in these verses of Philippians 2, 3 through 5, Paul's kind of talking about it in the context of relationship as far as adopting the same attitude as Christ, yeah. but it's something that you can apply to your whole life um, because if you adopt kind of that spirit, that attitude of Christ, you're going to be people-focused and future-focused. Mm-hmm. Like your um, your mindset is not going to be things can't change. This is the way that it's always going to be. It's going to be Things can change because of how powerful my God is. Mm. Things can change because um, I the part there's a part of me that I can control how I react to situations. Mm-hmm. Um, things can change because it's not about me; it's about helping other people. When you start looking at it from that perspective, you um, it starts that mindset change, and you so you flip from a I can't do this kind of that fixed mindset yeah. to that growth mindset, and that's something that Jesus had, um, and like when I talk about like that spirit or that mindset is kind of s- switching your equilibrium mm. um, as far as the equilibrium of your desires. I'm like, back <laughs> <laughs> And so like what I mean by that is really all change starts from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if your desires of your heart is Ooh. that I want to stay on these bad habits, I'm going to stay addicted to watching porn, I want to stay addicted to alcohol, I want to stay not overweight like if that's like even if you physically your mind doesn't think that if your heart still thinks that mm-hmm. you're not going to make that those changes it goes back to like if you can't you don't think you can change you won't change but not only mm-hmm. that but if your heart like you have to first believe that you want to change believe i don't want this for my life anymore mm-hmm. before you can switch and it comes from that equilibrium of desires are you going to do the things that short term are pleasing 
but are long term not going to have great effects? Are you going to do the thing? Are your is your heart going to start to love the things that short term aren't that don't feel that good, but long term have very positive effects? Yeah, and bro, you said something right there about the long term and the short term because like I feel like it's so easy to change like the the simple things. Mm. I feel like it's so easy to change like the the outward appearance, as in you know, let's just say. Um, Bob has a drinking problem, right? right? So he stops drinking because you want him to stop drinking, right? right? But in his heart of hearts, he still wants to drink. Right. So like he's fiending, he's having withdrawals and stuff. And like Pastor Craig, man, that man was balling out in the sermon. <laughs> but <laughs> he said some again. He said basically like we should aim for spiritual transformation mm. and not behavior modification. Right. Yeah. That's powerful. And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what the Lord was speaking to me. And so you, once you kind of get to that point where like your heart is like, okay, I believe now and I have the desire to change, mm-hmm. then you can move on to what I call intentionality in mind or your thoughts. Yeah. Um, because uh, I forget exactly how the first go, verse goes, but it's basically like those who have sinned in their minds have like already sinned or like those who committed adultery in their minds have already, yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and hopefully you guys know what I'm saying, but basically, <laughs> let me wrap it up, um, is basically saying if you've committed a, a, a sin in your mind, you're going to like go commit this, that sin in action yeah. because sin starts in the mind. It doesn't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, since <laughs> that was a crazy noise, um, sin starts in the mind. It does not start, um, in action. Yeah. Um, like you start. You already commit that sin in your heart mm-hmm. or in your mind before you go out and actually do the thing that you're doing. If like yeah. you have, if you're thinking thoughts of like, dang, I really want to drink, then you're going to eventually go out and drink. If you were thinking thoughts of, dang, like, um, that girl looks really fine, I want to sleep with her or whatever, that guy looks fine, like whatever that is, you've already committed that act in your mind. Mm-hmm. You will go out and you'll commit that act later. And so like, I have a good friend of mine and he's trying to like break his addiction with pornography. And that's like one of the big things is that like mm-hmm. you can't, like it starts out with that intentionality in your thoughts. And like we kind of break that down. It kind of goes into intentionality of action, but like you can't not only just um, start thinking good thoughts or better thoughts, but you have to actively take the thoughts that you are, that are bad. When you catch yourself thinking those thoughts, you got to, you know, look and go and now turn the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Cause like it says in Corinthians, 10, uh, three, uh, uh, yeah, second Corinthians 10, three through five. For though we live in a world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every presentation that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And then this is the best, this is the last part, not the best part, but this is the part <laughs> that I'm going to hone in on. Yes, and we take captive every thought yes, to make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, I know like right now in my own personal life, just through the, a lot of things I've been going through, mm-hmm. I've had to catch myself because I've had moments where I wanted to think negatively, negative thoughts about myself, negative thoughts about situations, negative thoughts about other people. Mm-hmm. And when I find that like that I'm doing that I have to immediately take that thought make it obedient to Christ yes. make it obedient to the fruits of the spirit and even if you're like not a believer like taking like I think most people can agree Jesus was a pretty good dude like so like <laughs> I, I think so so like you can even like take this and apply this like no matter what like yeah. taking thoughts that you would know are negative thoughts of anxiety thoughts of um, lust thoughts of like whatever you are dealing with personally. I know mm-hmm. those are the two things that I deal with most personally. Taking those thoughts and then making them obedient to the things of Christ is so beneficial and so not only your mental health, but will lead to the actions that you want to pursue. And mm-hmm. and having that intentionality in your mind is going to lead to that intentionality in action, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But you have something you want to add? Oh, no, man. You, oh. you hit the nail on the head on that one, brother. <laughs> uh, and, like, I, I think another thing I wrote in here is um, the biggest battle you'll ever fight is one against your own mind. Um, and, like, uh, yeah, like, that's great. Like, this is so um, important because, like, yes. literally, if you are a person who is able to master those two things that I already talked about, that intentionality in spirit and intentionality in mind, which means you have power 
You have you have you're controlled over your your desires of your heart and the thoughts that you think. Mm-hmm. You are instantly one of the most powerful people just on earth. Like <laughs> no hyperbole, <laughs> because yeah. so many people are still in that battle. I mean, like I know I am still yes. in that battle of learning how to control my desires and learning how to control my act my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you learn how to do that, controlling your actions become easy yes. because it's no longer like um, you're fighting this big battle of like temptation, like, oh, I want to do whatever that I know is not good for me, but mm-hmm. I I want to do it so bad. But when you learn to take, you know, when those thoughts come, take those thoughts, make them obedient to Christ and yes. then go out, your ability to perform, to get to where you want to get, let's say you want to establish a good habit. And you start you start by having that desire to want to establish that good habit. Let's say it's working out, then you start uh, establishing in your mind like thought patterns like I can do this. Mm-hmm. I am going to go to the gym. I am going to do this because I'm capable of this. Mm-hmm. Then the actions of it become so much easier. And that's really what intentionality is all about. It's yeah. like it's that active process of changing from like passiveness of like oh I should do this. I should do that. To I'm going to do it. I'm going to think about doing it. I'm going to think about ways that I can go about doing it, yes. and then I'm going to attack it, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Now, like I know, like a recent example for me is like, and this is this is golden. So like, I want everybody to pay attention to this. Like this is so fantastic. I'm talking. This has like I've only been doing this for like a week and a half. This has already drastically improved how I'm able to understand people and in relationships. Put us on game. Stop asking people how they're doing. And start asking people how they're feeling. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let that marinate for a bit because it's like, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Stop. I'm gonna repeat it. Stop asking people how they are doing and start asking people how they're feeling. Yes. This is a little bit of an off tangent, but like, I'm. I just really want to unpack this because this is so powerful. Mm-hmm. When you ask people how they're doing, it's basically like saying, "Hey," right? Because like, you know, you go about it you're like, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good too. Yeah. You go about your day. You ask people how they're feeling. First off, that's just like that's so much different from like asking people how they're doing. So I had a I did it one time um, for a friend of mine, and she was like, "How how am I feeling?" Like she like <laughs> she did a double take. She repeated it, and then when you do that, you open up the door for so much more yes. conversation. You open up the door to understand how a person is feeling and like how to relate to that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. You understand how to pray for that person if they're going through something. When you ask people how you're doing, for the most part, you're just going to get good, whether they're doing like whether they're feeling good or not. Because for the most part, like people are in stages of life where like their life is good mm-hmm. you know like i mean like for us we're at a college so most people are you know getting their degree yeah. you know have food and you know shelter and most things like that so they're doing good mm-hmm. right but that might not be how they're feeling they might be having a really tough day Thanks. um and even though the i mean how many of us know the circumstances can be great in your life and you can still be feeling horrible yes. and so like when you ask people how they're feeling you open up uh, just the door you invite them in to literally tell you about like what they're going through, what they're battling through. Like literally since I picked this up in just a week and a half, I've been able to understand where people are at way more than if it was just how you're doing. Like I had a friend, Mm -hmm. she was like, hey, I'm really tired um, because midterms, they've been kicking my butt. (laughs) Um, And it's like, hey, I'll be praying for you. Like now I know that I had a friend, man, life is great. Um, And here, let me tell you why. I got to share that prayer, like that, um, encouragement of like how things are going well for him yeah. and stuff like that. Like when you do that, that is such a more powerful tool in building relationships and understanding people and knowing how to better serve and pray for them That's when nice. you pick that up. So I just wanted to say that because <laughs> like we heard about, I don't know if you remember. Oh, hold up. Ooh. This one. <laughs> We're not going to cut that out. Or maybe we will. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I, we heard about doing that uh, from like a seminar that we went for Men of Excellence. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I just didn't do it because I didn't have intentionality to mm-hmm. do it. But a couple weeks ago, somebody reminded me of that. And I was like, you know what? Instead of being like, oh, I'm, I should do that. And then not taking steps to do it. I, yeah. I was intentional. So first off, once again, I went back to the heart posture. 
heart posture. I want to do this. I want to understand people in a deeper way. I want to um, be able to relate to people in a deeper way. So I have that heart posture. Now in my mind, in my mind before I was going to bed, it was like, make sure tomorrow that you ask people how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. When I wake up, make sure to, today you ask people how they're feeling. Like I'm doing that in my mind. Then I would start doing it. And when I catch myself saying, oh, how are you doing? I would either in that moment rethink the, the thought of like, make sure that you ask people this and then you know, ask how they're feeling afterwards. Or I wouldn't remember for their next interaction. Do that. That's intentionality. And um, one more thing that I just wanted to add is like intentionality. Like sometimes that's like, once again, it's like, okay, that's cool. But how do you actually do that? Mm -hmm. But it, um, one thing that I wrote is like, not only do you have to learn to control your thoughts, but you have to set bar barriers to keep you away from the negative thoughts mm. and to propel you towards the positive thoughts. Mm. So like if you're trying to break an addiction to pornography, don't follow a bunch of Instagram models because that's <laughs> like that's not going to put you in a spot <laughs> where you're going to be thinking positive thoughts towards that goal. And maybe that's not your goal, but if that is your goal, following a bunch of Instagram models, yeah, it might be like, cool for the moment but mm -hmm. you're gonna look at that and then you're gonna be tempted to go look at something else and then you're gonna find yourself in a deeper state of something that you didn't even want to get into but because exactly. you didn't set up that barrier to think those to stop those negative thoughts from even getting there mm -hmm. now you're at that state and that requires a lot of intentionality and it requires discipline because it's like dang i gotta yeah. follow summer ray or i don't know who the popular instagram <laughs> models are nowadays but but like that's part of intentionality. Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to that trying versus training mantra. Mm. Because, like, another fire quote, bro, like, when you're training, you don't act according to your feelings. Mm. You act according to your commitment. Because mm. training is a commitment. So, like, when you remember, like, the end goal, what's the main purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, like, why you're changing the things that you're doing, like, that will carry you beyond this moment of I need satisfaction right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's like, dang, this, that Craig, <laughs> you need to send me that, man. <laughs> oh, like, that steals from the same sermon? Yes. Dang, bro. Really? Like, man, was, man was spitting. <laughs> spitting hot facts, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just like, that's so good, bro. Like, yeah. not acting according to how you're feeling and then acting according to your commitment. Yeah. Like, like, just sitting on that. Like, a lot of time, like... We, I think especially in westernized American culture, think that we're supposed to be comfortable all the time. Because we, for the most part, throughout our lives, we are comfortable all the time. And so anytime we are uncomfortable, we think something's wrong. And that's mm -hmm. not the case. Yeah. Just because you're uncomfortable does not mean something's wrong. I mean, like, relating it to a gym example, like, I didn't go today because I took a nap, but... Um, when rest. I go to the gym, <laughs> rest is rest, important, rest. Um, and that requires it because I wanted to, but I was like, I need to rest. But um, like when you're lifting the weights, I'm not like, oh man, this is wonderful. I just love how this feels. Like mm -hmm. no, it hurts. It's painful. It's uncomfortable, but it's a necessary part towards growth. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable with being uncomfortable, then you're not comfortable with growth. Facts. Because that's necessary. Yeah. And, you know, last night, well, we got this thing called Life Group, which is like a small group here on campus. And um, shout out Stuart. Shout out Kai Alpha. <laughs> yeah, facts. But um, last night, our friend Jeffrey, he said such a fire quote because we uh, we were in the book of Ecclesiastes. And basically, long story short, Solomon had everything. But yet, when he came to the end of his life, he realized that, like, all of this stuff didn't really matter because he didn't have God in it. And he worked Got all the riches, all the women, everything. But Jeffrey, all the women, yeah. <laughs> a woman, woman a day, a woman with two women a day, right? It was like three, three women a day. <laughs> this man, yeah, it, it was wild. But Jeffrey said something that was like so good. He said all the work that he did was just a means to an end. But when Solomon included God, the process was given a meaning. Mm. So like. All of this is cool and all, you know, like, we we can formulate game plans. We can think about doing this, that, and the third. But, like, you got to have God in it. Right. Like, honestly, coming from, like, me as a believer, I feel like without God at the center of this, like, I don't feel like it'll work. Mm. Just me personally. Because, like, 
I feel like it goes back to the um behavior modification, right. spiritual transformation. Cause like even in my own life, in my own walk, it's so easy to get um so easy to go to the things that I know will bring me growth. Yeah. Like I know like reading my word will bring me growth. I know worshiping will bring me growth, stuff like that. But like I can do, do, do all I want. But eventually like that's just gonna be a cycle of me trying to do, 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 trying mm. to wheel more growth into my life. Right. But then again, like we experienced growth last night. And we didn't do anything. Right. We just sat quietly and let the Lord do his thing. So, like, sometimes we have to realize that, like, at the end of it all, bro, like, the most important thing to all of this is God himself. No, I mean, like, I think that's a missing piece to a lot of of people's steps and growth is not inviting the Lord into it. Because, I mean, like, like self self help and self growth is like a billion dollar industry. Yeah, like there's so much, there's so many books that you can buy, so many courses you can take. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've even, I mean, I, I like not to say those things are wrong because I have taken advantage of some of those things, yeah. but those things are not. You can't grow yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can adopt the posture and adopt the attitude and and like um, set yourself up for growth. But like, I think you have to let the Lord uh, be a part of that because you keep doing the like people can do all the self help books and so all the self growth things that they want. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, first it's going to take time, and it's going. I, I believe it takes the Lord because I don't think I would have gotten to the point. Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't really fully unpacked my testimony, but it's like I was at a state of my life where I was just down in the dumps mm-hmm. and like I was trying to do it all by myself. I mean, like. Theoretically, it sh- everything should have been looking great. I had a political organization I was running; it was relatively successful. Um, just other things that like were going well, but like all of my personal life, my personal relationships, everything was so down in the dumps, and I was just mm-hmm. in a dark, dark place. Um, and it wasn't until I invited the Lord, and then the Lord really was what encouraged me to start growing. Yeah. Um, that I kind of walked into that growing season, and it took time. Facts. And, bro, I feel like Holy Spirit just hit me with this, man. Like, think about a seed. Because you said you can't grow yourself. A seed doesn't just grow on its own. Right. A seed needs good soil, needs sunlight, and it needs water. Mm -hmm. Those are three different things that doesn't come from the seed. Right. Mm. That comes from outside environment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Different things are pouring into that seed in order for that seed to grow and to thrive in, in its environment. So, like, if you think that you can be the source of your growth, then, like, you got it all wrong. Because <laughs> it's like, that's why we got to the end of our ropes mm. last night, because we thought that we were, like, the ultimate proponents of growth. We right. thought that we were the ultimate proponents of, like, getting this thing moving forward. But honestly, bro, like, we're just here, bro. Yeah. We're just vessels, because God is really doing all the work. We're just like Jesus. We're just showing up. Yeah. That's all we're doing. That's so good. We're just showing up. Literally, like... <laughs> that is so good, bro. Like, you, if you think that um, you can grow yourself, you got it all wrong. Like, that's because I mean, like, literally, that is where I was at just yesterday. Like, Thanks. I like, I have been for this has probably been like the state of my life where I'm the most spiritually disciplined. Like, mm. reading the word every day, finding time to just be in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. But then I got so caught up with the discipline of doing the right thing, saying the right prayers, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. And it's like, that's not what God wants. It's like, it's a relationship. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Is that a part of the relationship? Absolutely. But is that the only component where it is just you, you, you doing, doing, doing? Mm-hmm. No. And like, we get so caught up. Um, and that's just in all area of life that we have to will everything into existence. Yeah. And every time that you try to do that, and I know every time I've tried to do that, it might work for a season. I might see like illusions of growth, mm-hmm. but it leads me in a state of exhaustion. And what I find myself Boy. is I'll do this and I'll do that. And then I'll be think I'm up here, hit the crash, and then I fall right back into the things mm-hmm. that I that I said I was never going to do again. Exactly. Um, and like I, I'm thankful like this time, like, we're kind of seeing that we're learning that like that's not how it's supposed to be yeah. so we're able to bounce back up but like that is oftentimes what happens that's why you see people who like oh i thought you were done with it i thought you were never going to look at that again i thought you mm-hmm. were done drinking they were doing 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 and they weren't supplementing it with the necessary part um 
that's another powerful thing that I'll touch on a second. But they weren't supplementing it with the Lord. Um, they were just trying to, like, goes back to behavioral modification yeah. instead of that heart change. And so all it took is a certain thing to happen, certain circumstances to come, because that's what it was for me. It was there certain circumstances that hit that was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and then I got to the point where I was ready to fall right back into the things yeah. that like, I was like, I'm not going to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I just think it like you just really hit it on the nose. Like you can't grow um, yourself. Like, and if you think you are, you're gonna find you're gonna end up in a state where you're like, "Dog, this sucks." Yeah, because <laughs> that's like what it was. It was like I end up in the state of "Dog, this sucks." And like, kind of just talking like another thing that I thought about is that you can't just specifically for bad habits. Mm-hmm intentionality is not just like you said behavior modification but it's replacing those things that you were doing with new things mm. like for me I, re- I replaced how are you doing with how are you feeling mm. i didn't just quit saying how are you doing because i may have been able to do that for a couple days but then i would have fallen right back into it we were talking about music and like changing out um our playlists from like secular music to more like christian music yeah. um and like our good friend Verge hit it on the nose. You can't, like, if you try to delete 250 songs tomorrow and think that you're going to be good, um, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Like, growth is slow. Um, and like I said, growth takes time and it takes the Lord. And oftentimes we try to speed run growth, but, like, we can't microwave what the Lord is doing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we cannot microwave the growth that we're being put through. And when we try and do that, we're going to find ourselves in a state of exhaustion because mm-hmm. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We try to look at life as popcorn, mm. but it's really a home-cooked meal. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Put that in like a sermon, bro. That was far. You know, like, you know them youth pastors who be making just the craziest comparisons? Yeah. Might be like, be like, I was at a stop sign today, and and it reminded me that sometimes the Lord has you stop so somebody else can go. But when, <laughs> but when you wait, then after they've gone, then you can go and walk into what the Lord has for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good friend who does that, but like, <laughs> no, nah, I mean like, like we can't, we can't popcorn growth. And we we have to be slow with it. But you also can't like um, I recently I dropped social media for like forty days. Yeah. Um, and I had a friend who was asking. He was like, "Man, I don't even know how you can do that. Like, uh, like I couldn't imagine for forty days like not being on social media, especially like being on campus and all the stuff that happened." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, um, it's not just me dropping social media for forty days, but it's me replacing that time that I would be on social media." with other better things I can do with my time. Like, I remember one time something had happened and, like, it would be a thing that would be like, oh, let me post this on social media for the five people who care. But um, instead of doing that, I actually went to the people who I knew would care. And so, like, I sent my sister... Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, I had sent my sister um, this message about... I forget what exactly it was. And... Fast forward, we end up having this really sweet conversation mm-hmm. that we would never normally have because I'd be too busy or if I would like want to share this with somebody, I would just share it on my social media feed. Yeah. But instead, I went to someone who I knew would care and would find like whatever it was humorous, and I said it to her, and then we had a conversation that we would have never had had I'd been on social media. Yeah. And so that's kind of how you have to look at a lot of things in your life. If you're trying to stop bad habits... You can't just quit the bad habit and then do nothing else. I mean, like you put, there's, uh, you say this all the time, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. If you don't take the bad thing that you're doing and then supplement it with something that is going to fulfill you in the mm-hmm. way that that bad thing was, then you're, um, you're going to go right back to it. Because it's like, it's kind of like this weird thing because sometimes people try to be like, this isn't fulfilling you. Like alcohol isn't going to fulfill you. Porn isn't going to fulfill you. And it's like, that is true in a way yeah. because you're always going to end up finding yourself going back for more and for more and for more. Yeah. But it does in a sense fulfill you. Like it gives you kind of a fix um, that satisfies you. And even though that's, that 
the necessary need for it grows and grows and grows, mm -hmm. it is still something that like is going to bring you a bit of fulfillment, even if it's only temporary and if it's doing a lot of harm to you um, in the long run. Yeah. So like when you take that away, your heart is still going to be desiring that thing that fulfilled it. And it goes back to that intentionality and spirit. You now have to change the things that you were doing and instead 180 it. Like we call it repentance, but like, you have to 180 it and put, supplement it with something good. So, like, if you're dropping a bad ho ho habit, pick up a new hobby. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to stop, like, I don't know, clubbing every weekend because you know, like, it's not good for you, like, start, join a club that, like, has its meetings on Saturday so you have something to do. Don't just sit in your dorm room yeah. or your room alone scrolling on social media, seeing all the fun other people are going to have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to go back to that thing because you're going to be exactly. like, what's the point of even doing this? But yeah. if you supplement it with something that is going to bring you fulfillment in a better way, Thanks. and we believe like it's it's the Lord, number one, that's what I think you need to do first off, Most is fulfill that with the Lord. But like practically, practically, not only do you do that, you need to do it with some other things. You don't want to be like that boring guy Bible thumping all the time. You need to have hobbies. You need to have things that are fun. And important part of that is, um, like I said, just replacing those bad habits with things that are going to bring you fulfillment um, in other ways that are more positive. Yeah. So I got a question for you, bro. You just said a lot. That was real good. If you could sum it up, like all into a sound bite mm. to like lead the people with as we exit, what would you say? I gotta think about that for a second. You really put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, there's some, I'm gonna kind of talk through it because it's like it kind of it goes back to those three points: intentionality, in spirit, intentionality in mind, and intentionality in action. And so, like, if I could, in a short way, explain those three things: intentionality in spirit starts with a heart posture of wanting to change and believing that you can change. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe you can change and if you don't have a heart of wanting to change, you're not going to change. Once you kind of establish that, then you can move on to intentionality in mind and that's changing your thoughts. It's no longer thinking the thoughts that bring you to a point where you want to go back to a bad habit, mm -hmm. want to go back um, to like anxiety-ridden, an anxiety-ridden life or a depression when you change those mindsets or you change that your mind and your thoughts to things that are more positive and then you take the negative thoughts that you are having and making them obedient to Christ, mm -hmm. then um, you can move on to the last step, which is intentionality and action. And that's establishing barriers to keep you in positive mindsets, positive thoughts, and supplementing the things that you were doing with things that are going to bring you fulfillment. Ultimately, that's going to be the Lord first and foremost. But then second of all, that's going to be filling it up with things that are going to also bring you fulfillment in new ways. If you like photography, start doing photography stuff. If you like DJing, start doing DJing stuff. If you like playing basketball, go out and play basketball on the weekends. Yeah. Don't just drop a habit and do behavior modification, but do spiritual transformation yes, and make life change. So that's what I would say. Facts. What about you? You got like a soundbite that you want for the people. This man, just... <clears throat> three quick tips. They kind of sound a lot similar to yours, but find where your feet are. Mm. Like, where are you in this moment? Be intentional with that. What season are you in? Embrace it. Ask yourself, like, where do we go from here? What can you do in this moment to make the most of this moment? And then at least the three, which is move purposely. Like, whether you're mopping floors, opening doors, mm. or, or simply just breathing, what can you do to just show up? Mm. Intentionality. Dang, bro, that's <laughs> that's a bar, bro. Like, bro, that really, truly is like no season that you're in. Like, no, like kind of how you put it. When you take ownership of the season that you're in, mm -hmm. you recognize that no season you're in is in vain. Yeah, that something is always going to come from it. So do it with intentionality. Do it with purpose, knowing that it's going to eventually propel you to the place that you want to get. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's. Do you got anything else? Because that's kind of it for me. Uh, Zechariah four ten man, mm. do not dis despise these small beginnings. Mm. Yeah, don't despise them. Right, because it leads to big things. I mean, like when I look at, when I look at my life like two and a half years ago and where I was at, I, and the things that I was doing, um, a lot of them 
Well, a lot of them see crazy because like I, I was crazy. But um, like when I started, I started an Instagram like a couple of years ago um, called DJ's Transformative Summer. Mm-hmm. And it's basically I put a bunch of goals out that I was going to do radical transparency and just work towards them. And I failed a lot. And when I look back at that first semester, I wasn't a lot farther than where I began. Mm. But that spot that I started at and where I ended up set the stage for exponential growth until the next season. Um, And so don't diminish the growth that you are having Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of times what the enemy tries to do is that like he says, well, you've like, look how much farther they've gotten than you. Exactly. Don't let the enemy, don't let yourself lie to yourself and make you believe that you um, aren't growing. If you have, if you adopt those three things, if you adopt that intentionality in, uh, in mindset, intentionality in thought, and then intentionality in action, yes, and sir. you begin that process of spiritual transformation, though it might be slow, it's going to be necessary, and it's going to eventually get you to, eventually get you to where you need to go. Yeah. And honestly, bro, I think that's bogged. Nah. <laughs> I think that is too, man. Well, shoot, man, as we, as we get ready to wrap up, we just want to once again thank all the people here. We want to thank our man Travis yes, behind the screens um, helping us get all this set up, all the lights. I want to thank, uh, real quick, shout out to Cameron who told me that the first episode lighting glare sucked and that we needed to do better. So appreciate He's one of those people who like, like you'll show him something and then he'll give you advice that you didn't ask for. But like, you know, shout out Cameron because it, it was useful advice. But I was like, it's always like the, thanks, man. I mean, I didn't ask, but thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate all the people who supported it. Appreciate all the people who shared it. Thanks. Once again, uh, if you would consider subscribing, consider following, um, considering consider sharing it with other people. Uh, we want to continue to help uh, other people and help other people grow. Um, and we're able to do that the more that you guys share this content uh, content with other people. We appreciate all of the stuff that you have, you guys have been doing. Um, and it, hey, uh, let us know um, if you know you rock with the pod and cast. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, sorry, we had a little bit of a blip. Um, we ran out of storage. But anyways, to finish it up. Like I said, if you guys want to send us an email, our email is yvpodcast23 at gmail.com. If you want to um, you know, tell us how we're doing, give us some tips or whatever. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Like we said, love you guys so much. Y'all have a blessed one. Continued to uh, walk this journey with truth and love. And have a blessed day. Yeah, I need a bag. I make a bang of that, got it on replay.